the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's time to test and grow your knowledge of the Bible. The entire Bible every year. On Sunday nights at 9, join us here for the Bible Live Quiz Hour. Sophie will ask questions from the Bible Live leaders. You call in with the correct answers and you win. It's just that simple. So get out your Bible, put on your thinking cap, and hit that speed dial. Because here's the host of The Bible Live. Your Apache Indian scout through the book of books, Soapy Dollar. Good evening, friends. Thank you for joining us tonight. Really, really thank you for being out there. And we're glad to be with you. Stacy is in the house. John's sitting there. Looking at the red and Orange. yellow bright lights <laughs> blinking on and off. At the board. <laughs> at the board. In other words. And at the board. Uh, so we're here for the Bible Live, and we are, we've been discussing, Stacey and I, this week, we've been in Jeremiah, still in I think, Jeremiah. a long <laughs> time. And this is always. Um, Always a little bit of a problem of a year when <laughs> we problem. come to Jeremiah or any of the long, long work that goes on and on and just keeps happening. <laughs> they say, yeah, this is but the signi- longest yeah. uh, in terms of words yeah. book of the Bible. Not necessarily longest chapters, or the long, but uh, just the number of words. The so, long, most words most in words. English <laughs> or Hebrew. We don't know mm-hmm. sure about that. But yeah, I, and it, it it's significant probably that it's the longest because it... Mm-hmm. Uh, it foresees mm-hmm. disaster mm-hmm. and and consequences, y- really. And, and it does. That's sweet. That's a sweet way of looking at it. It just shows it's how God like did hold His coming. hand. Yeah, well, right? Yes. Oh, yes. God said the second coming uh, in Peter. He mm-hmm. says uh, some people laugh and mock. Because where is God going to come again? When did he? Mm-hmm. And he said he's not slack concerning his promise. He is going to return, mm-hmm. but he's not willing that any should perish, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. that all could, should come to repentance. Yeah. So God is waiting. He's patient. Mm-hmm. He waits. Mm-hmm. And like before the flood, mm-hmm. he waits. He waits. He warns. Yeah. And uh, I guess the book of Jeremiah is good in that way. It showed God's <laughs> The longer Jeremiah kept writing, the God's more... God's patience. The, yeah, the longer they had. God's patience and, and forbearance of yeah. his judgment. But we thought about maybe uh, a good topic of the sketch. And we, tonight we're going to cover chapters uh, 32 to 51 of Jeremiah. And there, there are 
obviously some interesting occurrences. Uh, we already know that Jeremiah is the weeping prophet. He is tasked with telling the people uh, not to to give in to Nebuchadnezzar mm-hmm. and uh, and pay tribute and so on, and they would survive. Mm-hmm. They would be uh, they would be uh, mm-hmm. rescued, or they would be at least in, endure it. Mm-hmm. But uh, other voices were telling them to rebel against them, and. and and it's interesting. I think Nebuchadnezzar is a very interesting uh, uh, emperor. Mm-hmm. The conquest of the world and so on. The great world leader at that time. He was a long time in power. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Daniel, I mean, Dan, he knew he, he knew Daniel. Daniel mm-hmm. He appears in Daniel's uh, book and mm-hmm. Daniel's uh, occurrences. And he was an interesting person. He had a respect for God, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Mm-hmm. And uh, so and he always showed a little bit of difference, a little bit of deference toward uh, Israel. Right. Uh, probably to some extent because of Daniel's influence. Mm-hmm. Um, but he he's interesting as well. But... The the question comes to me, what would we do uh, in America, current day America, in the world that we existed as it exists today? Mm -hmm. Uh, There are plenty of danger signs, uh, some really um, some dangerous, uh, wicked players in the world, mm-hmm. Russia, China, North Korea, yeah. uh, the Muslim states, and so on, that some of them could spell disaster. The economy is a very weak and vulnerable area of our lives, military. Uh, and I wonder what would we do? What what? Is there any kind of um, a warning about the United States, something that we should be worried about as a nation, uh, and what would we do if there was some kind of uh, uh, impending disaster? Uh, you know, we're, we're, we have a, a plethora of these disaster stories. What the one about Bruce Willis and uh, <laughs> Armageddon? Armageddon, yeah, <laughs> remember of, uh, the, the meteorite that's going <laughs> to strike uh, the world, and they they go blow it up oh, and yeah. so on. You got that? Well, we've got some of the others. Uh, uh, Independence Day, right? Independence <laughs> Day, you, yeah, it's good, and. and well, don't look uh, up recently. Yeah, don't look up it, was uh, it's that. a recent movie, mm-hmm. and and it's all about how would we respond? And we got to remember that well over half of the country does not does not uh, reference God 
at all. And, and I noticed on these movies okay. about apocalypse and second comings and all this thing, very rarely is God mentioned is, is mm-hmm. God an option. You may may have a scene, some people bearing mm-hmm. a sign, the end is near mm-hmm. or something, but it wouldn't be a serious discussion of the movie. What is God up to? What What's mm-hmm. going to be Well, that's happen? interesting. That kind of goes to my well, just before we were going into the program, it's in terms, though, of coming to that realization that in a moment anything could change. Yeah. It doesn't necessarily take, though, a big global or another nation or a World War Three. At any point, any of our individual lives could could yeah. be over, could change, could, um, and, and and I think in terms of the storytelling and of stories and movies and films, it's in those personal stories that you tend to see more of anyone turning to the Lord or coming to some kind of a, a come to Jesus, you know, kind of moment. Uh, seems you like those bigger at that level, yeah, right, right. Well, but, plus the fact that tomorrow is what? That's right. Nine eleven. Tomorrow is nine eleven. How many years and will we it remember be? How quickly yes. life can change That's in right. nation. Mm-hmm. Twenty two, isn't it? Twenty two years. Yeah. Thanks, John. Yeah. Okay. Right. It was two thousand one, and yeah, twenty two. That's years. how long we've been doing right. the Bible life. Mm-hmm. But it does show. It is. Oh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> it uh, shows. Uh, you know, in, in terms of nine eleven and an event like that. Um, how neat that something can, it can be an opportunity that does bring people together. And I remember uh, Keller, you know, Pastor so Tim Keller talking about New York after 9-11. And he said, and just kind of a personal count, and when he's talked about it, he said the churches were packed were packed for weeks after 9-11, that people throughout New York were seeking. I'm sorry, I don't mean to laugh because mm-hmm. that was very serious, but it, it was just for weeks. Well, <laughs> It lasted yeah. a few weeks. And then it well, was, no, I don't know what he, back. you know, I mean. Right yeah, that. I'm sorry. I just, well, it was, it was a very poignant and i mean a lot of i think there was a lot of ministry and that yes, came in um and across i guess probably the country but uh and who knows i mean new york is such a transient city and so who knows that people sure. weren't moving back you know they but um yeah, that it was it took you know but you're right sometimes it takes those kind of you know the lord does what is that that Lewis quote that he uh, pain is his megaphone to a deaf yeah. world sometimes it 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 takes painful things that is like getting God finally getting people's attention he whispered, um, whispered whispers, to us yes. in our pleasures yells to us in, in our, our pain. pain God's pain is God's megaphone to rouse a deaf world yeah. um, and you know so in term and and then Think of all of the the heroes and the people that rushed to danger and lost their lives and all the sacrifice yes. that comes when yes. tragedy does strike. Um, and so, you, you know, when I guess you think of Jeremiah and 
what happened. I can't imagine there probably were some heroes oh, as sure. well. During Jeremiah was himself. one himself. Right, right. But then there were many, many people mm-hmm. who mm-hmm. fled, so mm-hmm. left Israel, mm-hmm. uh, and they were probably of the believing kind right. that they fled into Egypt, they fled mm-hmm. to Moab, mm-hmm. they got out of the out of the zone, the danger zone. Mm-hmm. Um, and so those that didn't, I mean, what, why, how, how did they miss that? I mean, it's we, just, oh, it's so sad. As you read about, I mean, it's, it's pretty, you know, I, every time I, you read, oh, just different throughout scripture, I, yeah. I find myself listening and I just, I hear the Game of Thrones soundtrack in the back of my the mind. Game of Thrones, yeah. Not uh, that yeah. I would, uh, you know, don't, don't watch it necessarily. I'm not recommending, but I'm just saying as far as just people dying and betrayal and murder and, oh, wickedness and, in you know, it, it's, 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 One the, thing the Bible sure. has uh, war at that time was not um, not a remote affair. Uh, right, right. It was up exactly. close and personal. There was no mm-hmm, personal right. battle, mm-hmm. swords, spears, yeah. and it was very brutal, right. ugly, yeah. and uh, savage. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's hard. It's tough. So yeah. it's a tough listen sometimes. Oh yeah, it's I, uh, very primitive state. Gadalia, so how do you pronounce that? Gadalia, 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 Gadalia. Yeah, Gadalia. Yeah. I also every time I listen think, "Wow, Dad, good job on your getting through that." <laughs> how many takes did that of, take? Of people that is a, still after all these years, people's number one comment. Uh, <laughs> Is how do you pronounce all those names? Yes. And I always say, well, I thank the Lord for editing <laughs> programs. Mm-hmm. Uh, I work at it really well, and I use um, Spanish pronunciation, works pretty good on most of those names. Right. But down. anyway, you will get Gatalaya, to say. Gatalaya. Well, you, right, you get to kind of appreciate it. I mean, you, you. I guess I've said it before, but you know, three times through Scripture, you you do start to feel a little bit more at home, and as if you might know some of these people and kind of get to know the stories well. And his murder was was really sad. That was that was yeah. tough this time around. I don't know why that hit me in particular, but it just I think it just showed how kind of far gone the they were. The extent, the people yes. Yes. Some people. I mean, even cowardly. You know, it was just a cowardice, too, that I thought was sad. You know what struck me? And uh, we welcome your phone call tonight as we talk about the idea of judgment, the idea of um, disastrous type events. Mm -hmm. Now, we're not talking of something that's not a reality. I actually think that's what zombies and all of this, all these apocalyptic type uh, uh, movies and things we're seeing uh, are are all about. It's about 
people trying to deal with what about imagine or understand imagine what things might, getting uh-huh, so bad mm-hmm. we have to do this and that and the mm-hmm. other and in some ways it created uh created an environment which we're all just sitting here waiting for the next shoe to drop <laughs> right what's going to happen next what disaster what thing is going to happen and uh and one thing we notice in these films, rarely is God realistically brought into the formula mm-hmm. uh, seriously in a serious way. And, of course, that for us as believers, we believe this world is being sustained by God, and that God is carrying out his redemptive plan. He's uh, for humanity and drawing out of people for himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I will be their God. They will be my people. Mm-hmm. And the, the, we believe that, and God's working. So I believe that for us as uh, as Christians, as, as followers of Jesus, it, it it's an interesting question about how would we how then shall we live? <laughs> shall I we think live? of that book. Chuck Colson. <laughs> Chuck Colson's book. In light of the gospel and in the real world circumstances, how do we live? Mm-hmm. Uh, how do we vote? How do we continue to do our jobs? How do we manage our finances? Uh, how do we, our families? All of life's vital relationships, how do we do handle them now in light of the Lordship mm-hmm. of Christ, of God, mm-hmm. and together with the fact that it's a vulnerable world mm-hmm. and thing, anything could happen. Mm-hmm. It'd be interesting because that, that's what Jeremiah is all about. <laughs> uh, they were living for 40 years under the threat of Nebuchadnezzar. Mm-hmm. And, and they were told over and over again, it's mm-hmm. going to happen, it's going to happen, it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And they kept right on. A certain element of the country continued. The politicians continued. Uh, I was saddened, you were saddened by what Get you Elijah. read about Gedaliah. Uh-huh. I was saddened by what... Uh, Jeremiah at one point had to um, address in chapter 44. Okay. Uh, Jeremiah down in Egypt, he it says, "What group of Jews in particular mm. talk back to Jeremiah? Mm-hmm. They mock God mm-hmm. and promise to continue worshiping the Queen of." Uh, the heaven of the right. queen of Egypt, uh, and which was uh, a false god, idolatrous, idolatrous god, mm-hmm. and and it was the women mm-hmm. and the leading women. Uh, I don't know what that means. I suspect of maybe there was a, a women's movement, or there was a strong feminine liberty. Liberty for Women or something <laughs> movement. And 
but the women in particular there spoke out against God and they didn't, were, they didn't respect um, God. They uh -huh. said, we're going to keep worshiping this queen of heaven. Mm -hmm. And don't you think it... Don't you think that our men were doing that? We made our men do that. You know, just, they right. took responsibility right. for it. And, and mm -hmm. uh, that was tough. But, but the culture as a whole moved away from God and totally responding in a total different way. And I don't know uh, if people would be interested in discussing what are the implications of a book like Jeremiah mm -hmm for a people like uh, America. Mm -hmm. we I, I don't know, I, I'd like to get a few calls from people. What do you think? What do we do? We, we're praying, I know that. There are millions of mm -hmm. believers that are praying for our country. I think I, I catch, I, this is just so dollar personal. I think get, God people are responding they want to see good things happen. They want to, they're, they're uh, supporting missionaries. They're supporting their churches. And and, uh, and uh, the generation's changing. I think even your generation, the younger generation is rising and to, to respond. Mm -hmm. But it's not like past responses. Like, where's our leader and where are we getting, where do we... Get our sign to hold up and demonstrate. <laughs> uh, it seems to be that most people are, are responding on a personal level. Mm -hmm. I, I'm get mm -hmm. my life straightened and mm -hmm. do what I needed to do, and I can't go handle anything any further. I don't know if you yeah. agree with that. That's interesting. Or not. I, in fact, that's a little bit of where my mind went when you were talking about just Jeremiah and what it must have been like for him to be trying to raise this alarm and yet for so many to just ignore um either in my in and so that goes down to that what what were they what was it that was happening in their world that they would ignore such a i mean that's a, a pretty serious um threat. Th threat right and I think of, well, one, you know, comfort sometimes or self-preservation, just a fear. And when you're kind of backed into the corner, you just lash out maybe. So self-preservation or fear. Um, I also wonder, you know, ad addictions. Sometimes it's very hard I would to, to be able to even think at that level if you are personally just so consumed um i mean in a you know addiction and yeah. who knows that at that time uh well yeah, but the but the sin was rampant i mean mm -hmm. in in god's people in in judah at that time something i mean the idol worshiping the i mean you do have to be i think a, a certain kind of person to be able to do child sacrifices which is the extent of the evil that that was happening at that time and you know and when something is like you, you there was i'm sure there was 
drugs, not necessarily as we might know of drugs today, but that were available at that time, just natural opiums and things. And who knows that the people weren't just actually also struggling under, you know, just different addictions and stuff. And um, I think that there's a real battle and a real fight there to be had um, for uh, amongst, you know, the church and the people to really get in the trenches and come alongside people that are that are struggling with those types and those that are fighting against you know drug trafficking and sex trafficking i mean that's a real yes. they're doing you know i think of that sound of freedom movie and um there's some real battles to be fought that are in a i mean jeremiah he was a hero and he was he was right. a great um and i imagine there were more but i feel like there there had to have been something also just more going on but anytime anywhere anyone is pressing up against those kind of evils and wickedness and fighting and pushing it back against against darkness and sin keep it up yeah. <laughs> okay. well our phone That's number our, 210-340-9585 and we're dis- discussing yeah, jeremiah yeah. uh we can look at the verses and the stories and the people's lives but basically that's what we want to take tonight yeah. is how then should we live in our times right. with the warnings mm-hmm. that we're receiving. Mm-hmm. That sounds good. We'll be back after this break. Though the armies rise up against us on all sides, we will not be shaken. What kind of response do we give to God? Uh, let's take for granted that God is controlling and guiding mm-hmm. the circumstances of our lives. Um, mm-hmm. And he's not guiding it from Washington, D.C. <laughs> so it's not all about America. Right. We're not the center of the 
of the world uh, that's in God's plan necessarily. God loves the whole 7 billion people and plus. Mm. So we have to take that in consideration. When we look at the world we live in, Mm -hmm. God is working. God is there. He's doing. I think that would need to be our number one consideration. And then as we respond to the things that we see in our nation and so on, you, we started going through the different kinds of responses that we might have. And one is uh, the alarmist, the one to say, oh, uh, the global warming is going to happen and we need to stop using all fossil fuels and we need to do <laughs> and this. conveniently and, and use this instead. Uh, the <laughs> states and right. the uh, cities are going to drown and be underwater and so on. And uh, so there's alarmists. And there, were people, there are people who use alarm to further their own political and personal mm-hmm. and checkbook I think of the former Vice President Gore had made himself extremely rich, rich billionaire <laughs> now oh. off of a global warming mm-hmm. flying around the world and t- warning it mm-hmm. not to fly around the world. <laughs> uh, but so that we got some of that going on. The alarmists, the, 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 the deniers, denying that there is a problem, mm-hmm. which is the case in some, in some cases. But then there are some legitimate problems. Mm-hmm. And you've mentioned oh, sure. uh, uh, child uh, oh, trafficking, child trafficking, the uh, drug crisis, drug, mm-hmm. drug problem, mm-hmm. and, and so on and so on. Um, and we need to find out what is God doing and what, what should we do as people, as right. God people, in the level that we can. What are there are some of the responses besides deniers and you got users, people who try to use it for personal gain and advancement? Right. Uh, um, well, and I mean, I, and I think that just uh, and just kind of a natural response, you've got those that really are paralyzed by the fear of that, and it's. Uh, I would th- maybe the it could be kind of the extreme. Um, what's it called when you're pre- prepper, preparing, prepping yeah. the pre- extreme pre- prepper, prepper, uh, where you uh, oh. prep. You know, you're 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 going to you live out the you apocalypse. Buy, you <laughs> buy nine millimeter and a lot of, a lot ammo, of ammo and get and your <laughs> pepper spray and every and all and, the canned goods and, and all things. the canned goods I, and, all. and not to say no. that's just it. Not to say that any one of these in a in the, well, maybe not the exploiting and the power and but uh, you know it's 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 good to be prepared. But it's just what. What are you really preparing? I think that's what it comes down to is are you preparing your body and your stuff and your physical or are you preparing your soul? Are you getting your heart right? Are you um, 
I always, you know, uh, he is no fool who gives up what he cannot keep to gain what he cannot cannot lose. And I think that's also could be at, at the heart of the problem of the people when in Jeremiah's day, they were so consumed with trying to keep what they were going to always lose. Something None of us can hold on to this life. None of us can hold on to these bodies, mm-hmm. to uh, our vocabulary, to our, to this, to our money, to our, I mean, yeah. it's that age old thing. We, we are, we're all, we come into this world with nothing and we will leave with nothing. It is not about trying to hold on to this the life. Most the most things. He that has the most toys wins. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's about preparing your soul, that which is eternal, and making sure that it is, that our, our treasures are stored up in heaven, where dust and moths will not rust and will not, will not uh, destroy them, right? And so I, I think that that's probably at the, but, but some of the different, I, I just think of, you know, those that are paralyzed, though, by the fear of, of, death or dying or of global warming or things that are going to um, happen or um, and then uh, and then yeah probably those that just uh, completely de- deny and and think that it's gonna all be okay and surely we'll just invent something to circumvent any kind of discomfort <laughs> in this life um, I don't know what maybe some of the other responses would be but sort of and things I think of. Well, it seems like one response, immediate response, would be prayer. And sure. there is a movement of prayer mm-hmm. among God's people. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe not as mm-hmm. uh, strong as it should be. I don't know. But I know thousands of mm-hmm. prayers here in San Antonio mm-hmm. who Our are praying mm-hmm. and seeking God's Such face a- and uh, praying yeah. for the country and for yeah. our state, for our city. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've watched that uh, through these uh, years. So prayer would be first, then listening to God, knowing what God's priorities are. Mm-hmm. And that's not something we are ignorant of. We know what God is doing. He's calling out of people for himself. That's the redemptive plan of God for all eternity and for time, for time and eternity. It's changed lives that change the world. Mm -hmm. It's not uh, political considerations or economic, military. They make a difference. They're they're a factor. Mm -hmm. But it changed lives by God, Mm -hmm. changed the world. Mm -hmm. And that's a biblical formula. Mm-hmm. And so we need to know that. And evangelism and, and sharing Christ and building up our local churches and helping them be strong and at people, not just as organizations, but at people mm-hmm. groups. The, the, the body of Christ to be, need to be healthy. I meet on uh, Sunday evenings with a group of young professionals from uh, Oak Hills Church. Mm -hmm. And, uh, boy, I love meeting with these young people. Mm -hmm. They're uh, 
they're not. I don't mean to say that they're uh, saints and super smart and all that. They love the Lord. They're praying. <laughs> they're seeking to grow. They know the, they need to grow. They don't have all the answers. They love each other. They care for each other and pray for each other. But it's just really great to see them grappling with life uh, on planet Earth in the 21st century. It, it's fun to watch them yeah. uh, struggling within it. How do we live and how do we treat each other? How do we treat the world? How do we interact with the world in a way that would honor God and bring uh, healing and and right. to the mm-hmm. to our country, mm-hmm. to our land, to mm-hmm. our to our city, even. Mm-hmm. So, it, prayer at one, and getting our duck in row with God, knowing what God's prior, priorities are. I loved. Uh, well, this is gonna. But my uh, my son's Bible verse this past week was that old good old Ephesians. Put on the full armor of God. Yeah. Put on the whole armor of God. Um, Ephesians six, uh-huh. yeah. uh, and uh, so that, uh, and of course, you know, against the rulers, against the principalities, against the um, uh, forces of this present darkness. And uh, I, I, it, it is a, it is a spiritual battle in many ways. And Will, my son, had had a bad dream <laughs> the what? night before. Had had a bad dream. Uh-huh. That week, and uh, I, I, I don't know. Maybe it was my imagination, but as a mom, he had been practicing his verse before, and then he had that dream, and this almost makes me a little bit teary. But the next time that he recited that verse, I'm telling you, he said it a little bit different. <laughs> mm. I think that it kind of was a. You know, just a, a good, a healthy realization that, you know, that full armor of God, I need, I need that armor of God. Um, and that he realized that he does have a defense. He does have, he is equipped um, to fight those things that come at us when we're, even when we're just sleeping, you know, that are in our thoughts and that are in our minds. Um, but to be able to, to, to fight back against those thoughts, to yes. claim, to know the truth and to claim that. And to, and he, he felt that verse, it strengthened, strengthened him a little. It really did. You know, and, that's a very good, uh, passage, the, uh, armor of God. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a very good passage to, uh, meditate on. Uh, there are, how many thousands and thousands of sermons have been preached <laughs> about funny. the uh, armor of God? Uh, and they're, they're probably all worthwhile. But I do realize that we just said the first thing, get your head together about God's redemptive plan and your your right. priorities. And that's what the, the helmet of salvation is all about. That's the first. Your head. That's get your right. mind straight that's of right. salvation, I mean, God's redemption. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's a good point. That, and it had to do with morality, had to do with truth, mm-hmm. had the, belt, the belt of truth. The belt is, uh, 
the thing that holds the whole oh, Roman all together, <laughs> whole armor together. Don't lose your belt. belt. <laughs> that, and that, yeah. the belt of truth. Uh, and uh-huh. we need to find out the truth. That's one of the problems of our era is that the the crisis of truth mm-hmm. because some people don't think that truth exists. Some people think truth is just anything. My truth is as good as your truth. And, <laughs> my truth. Uh, and and it, it's just that, uh, that's one of our problems. Mm-hmm. So we need to get our head together and get our, our convictions about what is true and what's not true and what's important. Uh, come up with our priorities mm-hmm. as God's people. And then be courageous. I tell you, it takes a lot of courage, I think, to yeah, face this world. Mm-hmm. It's it's, uh, mm-hmm. it's kind of a dangerous world, a lot, a lot of dangers, a lot of potential for, well, Internet, information, mm-hmm. sharing, mm-hmm. a lot of potential for influencing, but also a lot of potential for being influenced mm-hmm. by pornography and the world's mm-hmm. uh, point of view and so on. Mm-hmm. So it's, Many, uh, yeah. uh, and I'm, I'm assuming that Jeremiah faced all of this, Jeremiah and the believing right. people of God in, right. in Israel at this time, they must have had some really interesting uh, table talk yeah. at, at the supper <laughs> table well, what do we do? What What's yeah. the right thing? We that Should we does, pick up and move to Egypt or right. and so on? That does bring up, uh, you know, I, I kind of wonder why, because uh, in the New Testament, speaking of that Ephesians passage, I mean, it is, we are not fighting against flesh and blood, uh, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world and against evil and spirits in the heavenly places. I mean, there is a real emphasis mm-hmm. on uh, the spiritual realm and the, and um, you don't get that as much, you know, Jeremiah. And yet, you know, it had to have been very sure. present, especially with all of the, and I, I wonder if it was almost so present that they didn't have to have a reminder of it because Clearly, I don't know. I'm not sure. But, I mean, it, they're, you know, the false gods that are named Shemosh, Moloch, Marduk, um, Baal. Baal, right? And these are, this is, this is very evil. Yeah. Um, you wonder if they maybe lived that so obviously that that's not really mentioned or... Um, I don't know. I, I guess that's just in the Old Testament, you don't get as many clear instances where they're talking about spiritual warfare or right. uh, I guess Saul visited the witch. <laughs> that's one instance maybe where you see it a little bit. Um I'm trying to think of other instances. Anyway, I wonder if if how that might have played into yeah. Jeremiah. I'm not sure. It wasn't always... Black and white. It mm-hmm. wasn't always, yeah, that's terrible. That's always bad. And then the white. Uh, I hate to say that in a way, but uh, idolatry is always wrong. Right. 
and worshiping a false god is always wrong. But the the problem that Israel kept getting in, into was it starts out with a compromise. Mm-hmm. You know, we worship God, and uh, well, we have the temple. Other people don't feel the way we ought to create them the freedom. They ought to be able to have their own church and do their own thing and and go there first. And then you get to the idea. And then you go from compromise to syncretism when you try to you mix Christianity with the other mm-hmm. and you, uh, you mix the worship of Jehovah God right. and the worship of Baal. Baal. Yeah, although well, just you know we all oh, we like believe that. in God. We all <laughs> right. say uh, yeah. it's just a name. Watching a name and a word, uh, something. Because uh, I thought about that a lot, and I think that that was problem. Part of the problem was that. We got to know where to draw the line, and it's right. not easy. Yeah, because we have issues like um, it, it, women's issues, the place of women in worship. Uh, we well, have right. well coercion. I mean, you. What, I think it's not easy because at the heart of God's calling to us is is a free will. I mean, yeah. is it? And so, what? Where does that line, uh, how is it drawn? And, and so in terms of our ex- extension, the extension, of, so presenting the gospel or, or living out that when we, ex- we extend free will to others as well. Um, yes, and what is it like in a nation in, and in a world right. Where people have a freedom to think and freedom of conviction, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and what does that look like? What in, for a nation that celebrates freedom, but God's people are there too. It, it's it's a tough problem, and it demands that we have we be thinking Christian believers, mm-hmm. uh, because a lot of times, uh, I I think uh, I. I mentioned this to some of the, um, we were in the discussion. I had a question and answer period with these military people going into the military. Uh, I had a question and answer period, and they were asking me about uh, things like women's rights and homosexuality and their place in our culture mm-hmm. and and how should we view those things as Christians? Mm-hmm. And, and you know, and those things, you've got to have your head on straight. Right, right. And those things, probably in particular, they were, how do you view them as political activists, um, as activist groups, not but necessarily they were individuals. As, 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 as a people of God, right, as believers right. in our church, right. how should we respond to these Movements, social mm-hmm, movements mm-hmm. that may have a certain about legitimacy and positiveness. Mm-hmm. There's something very positive about our Nothing. daughters having oh, right. increased opportunities. <laughs> I think and, so. <laughs> yeah, and, and uh, so on. 
and right. we're not about killing people anymore necessarily right. for uh, sins and things that, that are done. The can uh-huh. function in terms mm-hmm. of murder and things like that. But right. So we have to have our heads together about, as God's people, yeah. how are we going to respond to these realities right. Of the culture. That reminds me, I had thought of this before when you were talking, and I think of it again, but it is so tricky. I remember it was a Tim Keller sermon, <laughs> but sorry, sorry, but uh, he just, and I'm sure this is many places, I'm sure C.S. Lewis said it too, so there you go. <laughs> I, I probably sure even said, said it, it sometime, right? I think so, I'm sure. <laughs> uh, but just the importance of um, never underestimating Satan and sin and the power of sin. So we do not want to go about and think it's nothing Mm -hmm. and underestimate how absolutely tricky and uh, tempting and deceptive and and how many different forms and that he can take. (laughs) Um, So we don't want to underestimate. He'll get you if you underestimate him, but you also don't want to, overestimate him. He will get you if you overestimate him too. And you're, and, and you're paralyzed by it or you just are fatalistic about sin or fatalistic about his power and uh, and you you don't live in the, he said what you it's important that you 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 know exactly how absolutely devastating and harmful and how he does seek to steal, kill and destroy. He is a very real enemy at the same time your god is bigger <laughs> and yeah. in him i mean you have to stay so fully i mean in that armor and clinging to the cross in christ but uh, in him you have he is a defeated foe and you can walk and live confidently and securely in your salvation like you I said think god is that my some more rain <laughs> Oh, and by the way, we need to thank God for this oh, rain of last night. Fun? I couldn't I believe didn't it. Expect I it. didn't. I didn't either. I was thinking, is that? Is that? Oh, how beautiful, John. Yeah, right. Is that so music? we thank the Lord for the rain and for the little bit of cooler air. Uh, our basic military uh, trainees this morning had the cooler rooms. And we can have our Bible study in for them. Oh, Had a great, great, great morning. Yeah. Well, uh, 210-340-9585. If you would like to come in with a bit of wisdom about how we should live and respond to the dangers of our world today. We'll be back at the moment. Get moment. down and wiped our tears away stepped in and saved the day but once again I say amen and it's still raining but as the thunder rolls I barely hear you whisper through the rain I'm with you 
takes away Exercised his ministry in a in a, a time of tremendous upheaval, national upheaval in Israel and Judah, and uh, to the extent that they were destroyed, uh, Nebuchadnezzar came down and uh, they burned the city. Thousands of people were killed, and they were destroyed as a people group. And uh, their national life uh, was terribly injured. And he had been preaching to them for 40 years, warning them about this this coming judgment of God and calling upon them to repent and turn to the Lord and then finally coming to the point that God himself told Jeremiah, don't pray for these people anymore. Right. Judgment is coming. It's a sure thing. Mm-hmm. And at that time, uh, that was it. The, turned out the lights, party's over, uh, and uh, mm-hmm. judgment did fall. It happened. Uh, there were some ugly things that happened. Goliath, the... the uh, uh, of the lineage of David, if I remember correctly, he was killed. Oh, wow. He was one of uh, Nebuchadnezzar, uh, assigned a, a a governor for the state from the people of Israel, someone that they could have uh, they could have accepted, but just because he was appointed by Nebuchadnezzar, they. And uh, they assassinated again. him, mm-hmm. yeah. and then uh, it, uh, Nebuchadnezzar came down upon them and it destroyed the city. And you wonder, was it worth it? it was that wor- worth it mm-hmm. to those people? They were told, they were warned. In the end, yeah, we talked about deniers, we talked about... Uh, getting our heads on straight, users, the people try to use the situation to advance themselves, Mm -hmm. enrich themselves, uh, and not seeking first the kingdom of God and what God is doing. Uh, That's something we have to think about. But then when we come out of the book of Jeremiah, uh, it's, it's a it's a terrible tragedy, terrible suffering, mm-hmm. um, a reality. Uh, I mean, we're talking about a nation that was driven to uh, 
to cannibalism, the eating their children, mm-hmm. and because of the seeds that laid to Jerusalem, mm-hmm. and, um, and and then they flee and so on. They they kidnap uh, Jeremiah. Did you realize how Jeremiah? Yeah, I, that's an interesting thing about how Jeremiah's life ended. He was offered the Nebuchadnezzar's uh, uh, commanding general mm-hmm. came down and said, you can come back to, to Babylon with me. You will live uh, comfortably. You will be honored. We will honor you and mm-hmm. uh, you will live a good life. We esteem you. And and, and he was offered that, and he said, no, I'd rather suffer with my people, mm-hmm. perhaps even, mm-hmm. than go back. And he was kidnapped, mm-hmm. taken forcibly down into Egypt, and it presumed that he died there. Uh, it's an interesting ending to the life of this great prophet, who was faithful, who was consistent, who was obedient, and and in spite of all the difficulties. Mm-hmm. And but anyway, it, it's over done. And then we come into the book, Lamentations, crying, weeping, yeah. mourning. I it's really the book like of mourning. yes, the opening. I think I, if you don't mind, so we read from the New Living yeah, Translation, yeah. and it's a really great the um, the study Bible that dad has for us as we go through it it's been really wonderful and uh, i just thought this was an it paints the picture very well most of us have been observers not participants in wars most of us have not experienced the death of our nation and we know little of the agony of utter despair but others in our world have experienced have experienced total devastation as their cities or nations have been destroyed by wars, earthquakes, tsunamis, or hurricanes. Reading the Book of Lamentations can give us a point of entry into their experience. It can help us to face the darkest aspects of human existence. I thought that was a great kind of uh, that. I think that that is. That's a way of seeing what Jeremiah is really dealing with, what lamentations, what that moment was. You know, when I see when we're reading about child sacrifices, about cannibalism, about murder, uh, you know, got lies, murder, about you know, this is about the women, about those, you know, the mocking and just the heart, the posture of people, the anger, the. Uh, and the starvation, yes. I mean, the darkest aspects of human existence that, that I think, and that is sort of, that's, that's how, not only how can a people group recover for something like this, but where is God in all of this? The God that says that he loves this people group and that he's made a covenant with them is he there? Is he still faithful? Is it going to happen? Is he going to come through? And I think that's, that's if, if, if you can say yes, 
through that, the darkest aspects of human existence, I mean, he's, he's the answer. If the reality is that those things do happen, it's, I guess it's kind of back to that whole, uh, that is sin. I mean, steal, kill, destroy, deceive, mock, anger. It hasn't um, changed. Right. And if that is, so do not underestimate it. It is really awful. Is there anything, anyone, can God save us from that? And I think that's where Jeremiah kind of leaves us and where Lamentations, um, and, and, and Jeremiah is so faithful. And of course, Lamentations, the faithfulness, great is thy faithfulness, mm-hmm. uh, comes from that, but it's a great verse. Um, but it can, is, is God's, can, is he faithful? Can, can we trust and rely on him even in the the destruction of your, I mean, your whole world, your nation. That is, it's, it's what it's Jeremiah fun. was advocating in the book of Jeremiah mm-hmm. was he was advocating a policy and a behavior on the people of Israel uh, concerning Nebuchadnezzar mm-hmm. and Babylon, mm-hmm. and they were. He was he would not just trying to find the safe way part of Israel's responsibility was to represent the the God of Abraham, Isaac and right. Jacob faithfully the mm-hmm. in their world. Right. And they were surrounded by nations that did not believe nationally. Right. But they could have an influence on individual lives and people in those other cultures. But and Nebuchadnezzar was one of them, that one of the cultures. It happened to be the big dog, that, that <laughs> the big dog. And they had to figure out, okay, they knew God had a purpose for them as a people mm-hmm. to follow after God and to bring the Messiah into the world. Mm-hmm. We know that they they, re, they realized that that was part of God's purpose for them. And so Jeremiah's uh, advocacy, uh, the, uh, the point of view representing was one that they could follow and trust God and obey God, worship God still, and carry out that, responsibility to be right. the the bearers of the Messiah. And they could have, it could have worked that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, it didn't work <laughs> that way. They're, they're destroyed. Jerusalem, once so full of people, is now deserted. Mm-hmm. She who was once great among the nations now sits alone like a widow. Once a queen of all the earth, he is now a slave. The opening words of lamentations. And it's just uh, weeping and grieving for a nation that has suffered total loss and destruction. But God, even in Jeremiah, again, there continued to be a, a message of God's faithfulness. God is going to bring you back. You're going to suffer this. There's no way out of it. Uh, this is the the uh, uh, 
judgment of God is on you had they had been warned for not just the lifetime of Jeremiah for this was then the book of Genesis and the <laughs> book of right. uh, David and Solomon spoke of this that if we don't follow after God we'll be taken out of the land to another land mm-hmm. and over in other words in other uh, warnings so they had been told and this is going to happen but God said, I will still carry out my plan. I will use you still to bring the Messiah. I will reestablish you. I'll bring you back. And that's the amazing thing that God did that. But but they had a choice to how they were fitting, how they were going to fit into God's plan. And they made the wrong choice. But God Mm -hmm. still does his work. Uh, and brought them through, mm-hmm. uh, through this terrible time even. Mm-hmm. And the book of Lamentations is a book of weeping, of regret, mm-hmm. of confession, of admission of sin, mm-hmm. and so on. And and also even a little bit of hope. Well, God's going to be faithful. Mm-hmm. He's going to be faithful again and bring it back to himself and we will be able to bear our part in God's redemptive plan. So it it's you know, it's so interesting. Right. Uh, it, and it's that the whole scenario. It, it's important for us as American believers, the people of God, and first and foremost as God's people, not even as Americans first and foremost, but God's people to get handles on what God's doing in our world today and and act upon that first. Mm-hmm. I personally believe that God that God did finish with America. It could be. We we know God judgment falls and Nations rise and fall, empires rise and go away, uh, and it could be. But as God's people, we have a we have a purpose that is above all of that, mm-hmm. and we need to be about that purpose: mm-hmm. loving others, sharing the gospel, being fruitful around the world, Getting. supporting mm-hmm. God's people, mm-hmm. and and uh, and other nations in the world. Uh, now that we're a one-world community, in a sense, uh, and uh, I, I don't know, I don't know what's ahead. I know what's ahead for me. Uh, I probably within the next ten years, uh, you'll hear that Toby Dollar died and went to heaven. He'd gone to be with the Lord, <laughs> and that'll happen. And but then I, I want to live every mm-hmm. year, every day the Lord gives me. I want to be loving others, sharing the gospel, seeing people come to the Lord, mm-hmm. and encouraging people, young believers, a new generation, to uh, walk with the Lord and, and, and be God's people. And God will always have a place for his people, but we have to be listening to him and responding to the Lord. And I think, too, you know, when I... Um 
a lot sometimes because you know we, we think okay how can we then avoid that how can we avoid what happened to how do we listen to jeremiah you know how do we respond properly if there's such thing as a warning or there's and uh, and if i mean seemingly if they had listened then that wouldn't have happened you know kind of thing. No. and so and that's sometimes a hard burden to you know we sometimes don't want to have that responsibility in a way uh, it's like well can't you just do what you're going to do and it not be dependent on if i respond correctly or not correctly um yeah but the one is the right. one is that's yes. something that aslan in narnia yes. always had problems with the what, what if? Right. Yeah, we'll never know. Right. Well, uh, I d- what if? I think, though, we can know that, uh, well, uh, sometimes it seems like it's not because it, that, that does still put the pressure, the salvation that on us. And I think at the heart of it, what God is always saying is, you cannot do it. I have to do it. And so part of it is just allowing him to. And I think we see that somewhat in the people of Judah in Jeremiah's time. It is almost as if they're just not going to allow God to to work, to do it. They, they're just they're trying to fight and fight it so much. They're trying to control and to put their ends in their own hands and yeah. not trust him. And I, it remind, <laughs> reminds me of well, it. Not their, to, their purpose and their desire and their motivation, it seems, was not to obey God, to glorify God. To They weren't looking to fulfill, right. fulfill God's plan. Anyway, in this right. moment, yeah, and so that was that was the big was problem kind of first they had, <laughs> yes. yeah. But it, it, and I guess it, how could it have been different? Well, I do think of okay, rem- <laughs> remember, I mean, I'm sure there are many other stories that also have this, but. I'm going to go back to C.S. Lewis. But uh, in The Voyage of the Dawn Treader, right, Eustace gets in trouble and he puts that ring uh, or the the wristlet on his. Yes. And, it, and then he turns into the dragon, right, because of the greedy, the greed. And when it comes time for him to to... Aslan gives him the opportunity to be a boy again and to transform. He says, but you're going to have to be very still and allow me to to do this. It has to be cut, remove the skin. Yeah, remove the ring and remove in me. And he, he, uh, you know, Aslan pulls out his claws and his paws are usually, you know, very velvety and soft. But in this case, you know, Eustace is thinking, oh, he's just going to kind of tear off the top layer of the skin and I'm going to be a boy again. But no, Aslan needs to cut way deep, super deep, and rip that dragon layer off of Eustace so that he can be a boy again. And he, you know, is it going to, is it going to hurt? And Aslan's like, yes, <laughs> it is. It's yeah. going to hurt. But it, it's... You have to do it. You have to allow me to do this. It's the only way. And um, and so Eustace trusts him and, and allows it. And, and it does, but 
you know, Aslan's right there with him in terms of it hurting, and, and he comforts him. It doesn't last long, and then he's a boy again. And uh, and it also reminds me of remembering the Great Divorce when the so that's one instance where the character does yes. allow. But then there's that other in the Great Divorce. There's that one character that uh, there's the lizard, right? And it's yeah. lust, mm-hmm. and he cannot let go of lust. Mm-hmm. And the woman it's a, says. It's a, a dragon or dra- on, on, a his shoulder, on his shoulder and whispers contradictory information. If it kills me, it's going to kill you. And, and he says, is that true? And uh, she says, but no, we can't just silent it. No, we can't. Ju- we have to kill it. Kill it. And he's so afraid that in killing it, it's going to destroy him. And he cannot let go uh, and it consumes him and he'll uh, but uh, in other words a but part in the of end it, he does he does he he lets the angel kill, kill. he the does lizard. let it oh good and he kills him yeah. and he, uh, he says oh. it'll kill me he says it will it won't oh and it did, won't and he said and he said right. do it take yeah. it yeah. you know yes. and he and he destroys yes. the lizard yes. and then the lizard is transformed into a beautiful yes. white uh, 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 stallion, right. and that he can ride in in the purity, yes. as opposed to the idea of right. the uh, the lust and, lust the and pornography right. that he was. Yes. He had uh, purity, and because he, he rode into the kingdom. And I yeah. guess I just say that I think that many times. We struggle so much because we think it's something we have to do in order to make the right decision or to, but really it's just letting him save you. And it might be hard. He might be cutting and ripping away things that you think if they're gone will kill you, but it won't. <laughs> It'll yeah. save you. That's right. um, and that's hard. That's really, it is hard, especially hard to pray. I've had things in my life where I think I can't do it. And I, and I don't even want to pray too. that you take them away because I don't want them to be taken away. But I do. I do want them. And uh, you just have to say, Lord, please do it. And he'll uh, do it. And he'll do it. And it's, and it's scary, but it's good. And it's good. And, it, and it's better than the alternative, which is you having to do it because we can't. We can't. And yeah. so uh, uh, I don't know if that's encouraging or not. But I thought of that when thinking of um, how do we practice sometimes approach, especially when it comes to those things like lust or addictions or um, that are just in our life that seem so impossible uh, when we want to please him and we want to do, but we, we feel like we can't. And how do we, mm. you know, how do we, uh, you said pray and prayer and would, yes, he'll do it. It uh, takes a great deal of prayer, wisdom, and then finally, just abandoning in yeah. us ourselves, in mm-hmm. a sense, to God's mercy and to God's will. And maybe we can't, but He can. He can. And, uh, yeah. and aligning ourselves, keeping ourselves within with God's perspective of life, yeah. and that we want to fulfill, fulfill His purpose for our lives, no matter what. Well, this is The Bible Live, and we'll see you next week.
The Bible Live is dedicated to helping restore the Bible to our culture. Mailing address is P.O. Box 18888. That's Box 18888. San Antonio, Texas, 78218. Hear the entire Bible every year on The Bible Live, weeknights at 930 on this great station. Then join Soapy every Sunday evening at 9 o'clock for fun, inspiration, and valuable prizes on The The Bible Bible Live Live Quiz Show. Visit our website, BibleLive.com. That's BibleLive.com for more information about Soapy and The Bible Live broadcast. You may also order materials at the website and make tax-deductible donations to help minister to our military personnel and broadcast the entire Bible every year to America and the world. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.